When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals. Your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know here in the United States. Over 300-something million people are hurtling toward... The one holiday where they have to hang out with their family, Thanksgiving. <laughs> and so uh, some people love it. Some people uh, just see it as another, you know, ploy from the big turkey marketing industry. And and some people say thinks that it's just the one day a year. Also depends on the family. I mean, some people probably have lovely families that don't get into knockdown, drag out fights over politics over Thanksgiving dinner. But the rest of us. This is the time we have to kind of like really hold our tongues and like contend with, uh, uh, you know, folks that we don't usually spend time with by choice. Mm-hmm. It's well, a really good time to listen, though. Right. And that's a really good point. And that is such a, Matt, and, what a love. What a lovely mm-hmm. counterpoint. That is that is very true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Listening is such a rare and extraordinary skill these days. You know, it's it's um, unfortunately common 
for a lot of people, fellow conspiracy realists included, to realize that you've been talking with someone who's just waiting for their turn to talk. And uh, a little bit of active listening could go a long way in this divided and powerful and dangerous country. But before we do that, as a country, folks, uh, we're going to have to figure out what's going on in various uh, security cameras. We're going to have to figure out who owns the phrase White Lives Matter. And for God's sake, we're going to have to make things right with the national parks of the U.S. <laughs> who have a very specific request, which we'll, we'll get to at the end here. But uh, maybe we start, you know, I, I, I don't love deification of celebrities, but we, I think we all agree this is an important update. Uh, as everyone knows, uh, the three of us are big fans of hip-hop, music in general, hip-hop in particular. And there is a guy who's objectively an amazing artist, but has become, unfortunately, more known for his controversial stances and his hot takes in the zeitgeist. We're talking about none other than Ye, uh, formerly known as Kanye West. And Noel, there's something that really stood out to you about uh, one of the more recent controversies involving this celebrity musician. Well, it's kind of the thing that kicked off the moment we're having with Kanye right now, or with, excuse me, yay, we're having right now where he has just doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down on his problematic views. Uh, Matt and I, when, Ben, when you were on Adventures, uh, discussed this, and it was an interesting conversation because Matt was kind of unaware of a lot of this stuff, and I was kind of unaware of the story Matt brought to the table, so it was a good example of active listening, like you just mentioned, Ben, and I think it ended up being a, a very interesting conversation. But the thing that kicked off... Kanye's kind of just spiral, public spiral, was his choice to wear a, t a certain T-shirt uh, to Paris Fashion Week, which we know is a big thing, you know, among influencers and fashionistas and what have you, designers and all of that. It's a big, uh, a big moment. It's sort of like the Cannes Film Festival of fashion. And uh, Ye showed up to this thing wearing a uh, T-shirt with a very specific uh, mantra, let's call it, on it. White lives matter. Okay. So on the segment Matt and I had, we talked about how there's certainly a possibility that some of these things Kanye is doing is sort of fits in with his iconoclastic punk rock kind of status, very Andy Kaufman-esque, like Am I just trying to troll? Am I just like, you know, making people listen because I'm saying potentially problematic things, but also maybe I'm co-opting it in some way. So like if you if you really looked at it on the surface and you see him wearing a White Lives Matter shirt, you might be like, OK, this is an interesting artist. Maybe he's got some, you know, thing going on beneath the surface where it's like I'm co-opting this phrase and I'm going to turn it into a thing that is interesting and potentially positive. Maybe. I don't know. Well, that's good. Or, or the, throwing it, just using the phrase to throw it back in somebody's face. In the right? face. Using exactly. It sarcastically. Right. Especially as a prominent black uh, artist, you know, with a big platform and megaphone, he would be in the perfect position to do exactly what you just said, Matt, and throw that back in the face of the people that actually mean what that sentiment is describing. Because we know Black Lives Matter as a movement uh, arose because of 
real problems with the police and the way black people are treated and, and killed often by the police. So Black Lives Matter really was a movement with the same energy as, say, like a Occupy Wall Street. And it really just became a thing. And there was sort of like a you know tipping point, like a high watermark moment uh, during the Trump administration where some of these protests were tear gassed and, you know, really treated in a way that you would be used to seeing um, fascist totalitarian dictatorships treat uprisings or like, you know, people with unpopular opinions. Um, That happened and it has become very entrenched in kind of the zeitgeist. Black Lives Matter is important. I'm going (laughs) to, I don't think it's a hot take to say that's a thing. But Kanye very actively chose to to promote this concept of white lives matter. We'd seen previous to that blue lives matter, which is sort of like putting the police at the center of this uh, discussion, which is missing the point entirely, I would argue. You know, to say blue, okay, sure, yes, we don't want our family who are police to be killed, but that's not the point. Police aren't getting killed. It's black people that are getting killed. So to come out and say blue lives matter is kind of sticking your finger in the eye of Black Lives Matter and what it stands for. So White Lives Matter, Kanye comes out with his T-shirt at Paris Fashion Week, and it sort of triggers the ultimate moment we're having with Kanye, as I said, where he has doubled down on some very anti-Semitic remarks. Uh, He is good buddies with Candace Owens, who is a particularly problematic media figure who, you know, financed a documentary that posits that George Floyd was not killed by police, as we all witnessed on video, (laughs) the most upsetting video I think I've ever seen, Um, but in fact by a drug overdose caused by fentanyl. So that's like, you know, an example of trying to divert the narrative away from police are the problem to black people and their drug addictions are the problem. And, And for someone like Kanye, who is such an important figure in the black community and in pop culture, to take on that narrative is is difficult. It's hard to understand. It's hard to take because we all saw the video and it feels like this is a man who's been kind of co-opted by bad actors. Um, again, on the segment on uh, uh, Strange News, we talked about how this is a person who has clearly struggled with some mental health issues and I feel as though he has been taken advantage of by outside forces. Um, but that's yeah, a conversation for another day. Um, but here's the kicker. I think we're all fans of a good troll, of a, of a good, uh, positive, interesting troll. And it turns out that the trademark to the phrase White Lives Matter was actually gifted to the hosts of a radio show called Civic Cipher. Um, and as of October 28th, the hosts, Ramsey's Jaw and Quentin Ward, who are two black activists, own officially the trademark for white lives matter which means that kanye can't legally put this out in some sort of fashion brand way or in some sort of money-making way because they could legitimately sue him also context i think important here right they got the trademark as a kind of protest and responsibility right to cut off potential profits from this concept 
I believe it was even beyond Kanye's actions. It was it was like in advance of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and and they were they didn't buy it. They were gifted it by some mm-hmm. savvy, you know, patent troll, <laughs> the good kind, I guess, that like bought it and then gifted it to them. Sorry, Matt, you had something to say. Oh, I, I was just thinking if you could somehow keep the profit somewhere and just have them donated automatically to some cause, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, use it that you want to. Just keep but, using it. Sure, no, no, keep going. That would also <laughs> require you to give it to folks that were using it with ill intent. So you, you, you could argue it would generate money that could be used for positive gain, but is that a zero sum game if it's being used to spread a very negative message? I, I don't know. Well, it depends on how much they're charging for usage. Also, uh, shout out to the anonymous owner of that trademark, right? I, I don't think they've been publicly identified, and I don't think Civic Cipher uh, is going to make any moves to. Uh, they they just said everybody involved primarily wanted to make sure that folks weren't making profit off supremacist speech, which overall is a good thing. 100%. Um, and you're correct. The hosts have not, for good reason, not identified the person that gifted them this trademark, which is really fascinating. Because first of all, in this culture of like people buying domain names and treating it as currency, where you can like sell a domain name, if you like think of something in advance and then the thing happens, you can then like sell it for quite a lot of money. Let's say a brand has a, oh, crack idea. Um, we need to get our domain. Oh no, somebody else owns it. They look it up on GoDaddy or whatever. And it's like, yeah, this domain's available for $15,000 or whatever it might be. This is a practice. This is a money-making practice. Or like the guy who bought websites like there there were a lot of early adopters who did things like bought sting.com knowing that one day the artist sting uh would catch up to the internet would find would out about the there, internet yeah, and yeah. find out about it and then would uh be forced to pay essentially a ransom for that uh but this this seems like it's for a good cause and as you were saying uh the rubber hits the road legally here right it does um so what I've described up to this point and what we've discussed is kind of the first part of the story. The update is that the two men who own this trademark, um, White Lives Matter, are now saying that they will sell it for a billion dollars. To who? To whomever. But essentially, they're saying they won't entertain any offer that's under a billion dollars. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily yeah, mean they'll sell it to you. If you have the money, it means they won't even like entertain the, the idea right. of selling it to you unless you have a billion dollars on the table. And I don't care how much money is going to be made from this trademark. A billion dollars is a lot of money. Yeah, it's a shame they didn't catch Elon Musk uh, right before he bought the bird uh, because that's somebody who would be able to afford to do that. Well, I mean, he did just sell four billion in Twitter stock. So theoretically, Elon could afford it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although Kanye can no longer afford it. Yeah, he's only worth 400 mil now. Um, But again, this is such an interesting chess move because to our earlier point, this is a clear protest move. They're not going to sell it to anybody, but they're titillating, (laughs) you know, potential would-be buyers by saying, well, if you have a billion dollars, how much is this really worth to you? How much is this kind of nasty... um, very divisive sentiment worth to you to be able to, you know, monetize. 
Probably not a billion dollars. No, nah, exactly. I think that's probably the number they came up with because it was like too much for pretty much anybody. And also they know Kanye doesn't have a billion dollars anymore. Um, but I think it's really interesting and it's a good example of civic kind of trolling where whomever bought this and had the foresight to buy this, why wouldn't you, right? You got Black Lives Matter. White Lives Matter is the antithesis to that. How did no like white supremacist group buy up that? No webmaster for like you know white supremacist groups didn't think of that earlier. I think that's very interesting. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> white supremacy, the the general concept of it, would be uh, more believable to some people if a race was not a social construct, and b the folks who were saying they were supreme. Looked, you know, even slightly above average, slightly, which yes. they just don't. They just I'm don't. not surprised. No, I'm, I'm just not surprised. I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you. So they say we're trying to navigate the best way to have something good come of this. So they're treating this as a, I don't know, you could call it like a perform performance art piece in a weird way. You really could. You could treat it as a form of civic engagement because they're calling attention to, well, who's going to be the one that's going to spend a billion dollars on what is essentially hate speech? Because that calls attention to your your whole, you know, ethos, your whole ideology, right? Um, otherwise, you can do it kind of subtly, but if you spend a billion dollars on it, that's really putting your money where your mouth is and identifying who the bad guys really are, kind of, you know? I don't know. I think it's fascinating. This is a show that applies critical thought, and as such, this is a show that should applaud the actions of Ramsey's jaw and Quentin Ward. That's the way to handle it, because they are, they are clowning as well as educating. And, you know, imagine a world where um, supremacist statements like this are normalized and lauded, not just profited off of, but uh, expected, right? That kind of world is very close to uh, the horrors of World War II, you know, or the horrors of the Rwandan genocide when racial epithets were thrown around on radio until it directly led to horrific things. So I think, you know, guys, if you're listening over there uh, from Civic Cipher, well done. Great work. Keep on keeping on. And as a matter of fact, don't sell it. You know what I mean? Somebody comes to you with a billion dollars, they're unhinged. Don't do it. Definitely don't do it. Okay, so let's take a quick pause, have a word from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with more strange news. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop. Podcast producer? Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424. Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we're back. And as we stated, we're coming up towards some holiday seasons. There's also a bunch of things happening in the world. Very serious stuff happening in the world right now as we record this. As we mentioned, the midterm elections are occurring. Their votes are being counted right now as we're here uh, talking to you. Also, the uh, COP27 is happening. The United Nations Climate Change Conference, uh, nuclear weapons treaties are being discussed. And uh, Australia, by the way, is being told not to sign by the U.S. On the nuclear weapons treaty, they're also not allowing uh, retired Australian pilots to work for Chinese companies anymore. Right. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting stuff. All the world is just it seems a little scary. Why do we have so much sway over Australia? Five eyes. Yeah, this is the old five guys joke. We're not going to make it again. But uh, (laughs) yes, the five eyes, Uh, the nuclear umbrella, if you will. That's the main reason the U.S. is saying, hey, Australia, don't sign that. Or your nuclear umbrella isn't going to prevent fallout rain anymore, I guess. Um, Well, so I was going to do a story instead about this energy company out of the U.K. that's figured out a way to make a new kind of fusion energy. It seems super promising. It's literally a fusion gun. Look into it if you get a chance. The only problem is the tech is pretty far away from being ready to actually generate power for a city. But the CEO did say a single firing of this gun could power a single family home for two years. You'd have enough energy to run a home for two years. Could be incredible. Could be nothing. And all of that combined is why today, instead, we're going to talk about ghosts. Maybe. 
or hauntings cool, or cool, something. Cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something like that. So we're going to jump to a story that's coming to us from Fox News. Oh, yeah. Well, at least that's the first place that I found it. It was also in Newsweek. It was also in themirror.co.uk. Uh, Fox News was the one site that had images that I could then take and manipulate for the purposes of this episode. So there is a Pennsylvania mother who got very terrified when she saw something in her indoors security camera footage. Now, before we even get into the story, let's talk about that. Uh, having security cameras inside your home makes sense for, you know, there are many reasons that you might want something like that. For for me, I would never want something like that. But, uh, you know, having that is going to assure that you know what's going on inside your house at all times in specific places. Well, this mother had one right by the stairs heading down into the kitchen area of her home. And she was awoken in the middle of the night. She heard some very loud footsteps in her home. She checked the cameras that are pointed in the direction of where she heard those steps. And she saw something. And we've got an image of it, guys. I'm going to share it with you right now. I've got a couple different images that we're going to look at really quick together. Okay, so this is the original image, guys. Would you mind describing it for everyone? Sure. Uh, this looks like kind of a night vision image of a, uh, let's see, gray-green scale thing, humanoid, right, appearing to have longer hair, uh, perhaps holding some accoutrement with a humanoid, but clawed left hand, uh, walking up a banister in a doorway, going up from stairs. Yeah, small in stature, I would say, given the scale. Um, sort of childlike, uh, hollow eyes, and ho- you're right, to, to your point about the accoutrement, Ben, sort of looks like they're, like, selling hot dogs at a baseball game. <laughs> like, they're, like, <laughs> they've got, a, they got, like, a weird thing strapped to them, kind of. It's, like, it's very, or, like, an organ grinder or something. It's very odd. It, in different light, this would look like a trick-or-treater. Correct. Different light on a different night. I do agree. I agree with that assessment and the way you guys describe it. But in the end, this is super grainy, black and white, or at least monochromatic footage that we're seeing. It's, I don't know, cloudy is a good way to describe the image. It's almost as though it's what we're describing, yeah. it, what we're describing is what we make it out to be, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's yeah. very little sharp lines or anything. So I took this original image popped it into Photoshop and manipulated the contrast a little bit to then share with you guys again to look at it to see if we, see. if anything else gets pulled out of it, right? I'm really glad you did this, Matt. Yeah. Could you uh, describe for the audience what you've done here? Uh, all I did was increase the exposure a bit so the image got brighter overall, and then I turned the levels that are darker, the black levels, down. Uh, and so you just you see more, a little more detail. Although it is mm. still kind of crunching the data that's in that yeah. image. So it looks a little different, but you get you get more detail, right? Sure. I mean, it yeah. still looks like they're holding a machine or something or some kind of device. What do you what do you see, Matt? I, I wanna know. Like, I mean, you've spent more time with this. Like what doesn't it feel like they're holding something? It does. It feels like they're holding something. I'm having a hard time figuring out if they're oriented standing 
uh, straight ahead, like as if both feet are planted, because ah. it looks like one leg is planted on the ground right. to me, to my eyes. Yeah, yep. agreed. Um, but then you see I the spe- banister to the left. There's mm-hmm. the, so the other leg would either be right next to the the one leg that we can see, or in the black space to the right. Exactly. The only thing you can clearly make out is that there's a doorway that is rectangular mm-hmm. and that banister that is going down. Mm-hmm. Now, is there any, uh, this is something I think a lot of our fellow listeners want to hear. Is there, is there any video footage that has been published or is it uh, simply the stills? I have not seen any actual video footage of this occurrence. I'm sorry. I, w- I wish I had. I just, I haven't seen anything. I want to show you this last one. This is when I took the contrast just to the nth degree to show the face. Just look at the face in this one. Yeah, it's demonic. It's it looks. De- <laughs> you no, know? you know, no. You I think, think you're right. I, it looks <laughs> okay. like otherworldly to me, or a Halloween mask. It looks like a Halloween mask, perhaps I was as, the same as thing, we yeah. initially stated, like something I've seen before. Uh, let's get back to what happened after. This was caught on the security footage. So this mother that, you know, heard this, then checked the cameras, was there in her home. She heard these footsteps. Uh, Her husband was in bed with her, so it was definitely not her husband. And the husband then went downstairs to confront the person, but there was nobody in the house. There was absolutely no sign of a break-in. The doors were still locked. And they found their dog pacing around inside the kitchen. So down below the area of the image that we've been looking at, the mm-hmm. dog just like what pacing kind of around. Uh, special dog, the, very special, not happy dog. To the, not important to this uh, <laughs> story. It's just like my only friends are dogs. So uh, like uh, uh, we know the dog's name at least. Oh yeah, dog's name is Ollie, but we don't know what Ollie is, unfortunately. Uh, M- we maybe. know he's the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, the best you know, boy. The reason why it's even worth mentioning is because dogs. According to Ooh. to people who believe that, you know, something like this could enter a home, whether as an energy or as something else, and then leave without any trace, believe that perhaps a dog could sense that thing or at least smell whatever Ooh. smells originate due to the presence of that thing. Um, so that's what we talk about that. And I'm only talking about this, guys, because I didn't want to talk about that other stuff. So I, I don't know. The- <laughs> There's not much else to say besides this is a really creepy thing. And we talked about radio rental recently. The concept of radio rental. Correct. That it's like bonkers. It's it's something that's like a bad idea. Yes. Well, there was a Halloween episode of the actual podcast radio rental recently. And in that episode, there is a tale that is very similar to this. A very real looking corporeal human that existed in a room over a bed staring at someone sleeping and upon waking up that corporeal form moved away from that person as they approached it and then dissipated through a door and Mm. i know you know these are ghost stories right these are Mm -hmm. tales you believe them or you don't in this case you've got video footage of something that somebody caught on video camera and it seems to be not explained at least well enough for my taste. Now, Matt, was this the first time the family had encountered something like this? Yes. The family said they've experienced a couple other things. 
again, they've got that security camera inside or, or like several maybe security cameras inside. So they've seen weird things. They've seen doors open seemingly on their own on the security camera. Because if you've got motion tracking set up in these cameras, it will send you an alert like to your phone that says, hey, there was motion detected at this time. Right. Here's a short video clip of it. They said on a couple of those doors have just kind of opened like in their house when nobody's home, which to me is either you've got a faulty door or somebody maybe was in your house and you didn't know it. And for some reason they didn't get caught on camera, which also doesn't seem very likely, does it? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. yeah. But the, the Ollie is a big piece of this. And the fact, the, the reason I was asking about that, Matt, is because typically for those who believe in hauntings, the idea is that there will be an escalating pattern, right? Like it starts small and then it uh, increases. So this, so you're saying this family has encountered other anomalous things before, but this is like the most direct or the most uh, extreme yeah. instance. Okay. Definitely the most extreme because uh, there's other stuff that's been reported in that house that there were strange noises. But when you hear strange noises, it could be so many things. In this house, if the ice machine is doing its thing, it spooks me all the time because I'm like, oh, what, what the heck was that? That was a loud noise that I didn't expect. Oh, uh, when I first, about yeah, house. well, yeah, well, house. About your oh, house. well, Matt, <laughs> when I when I moved into my current house, I was not used to my refrigerator, and I had that moment multiple times. Mm-hmm. I was like, Hookaga! what is that? And then I <laughs> yeah. and then I finally got used to it. <laughs> yeah, um, so like that to me isn't that much, but again, you catch something like this on security camera footage, it at least makes my ears and eyes perk. It makes my ears perk up and my eyes bulge out. I yeah, don't know. sure. Or sink mm-hmm. deep into your skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, dilate or squint. There I you go. One, right. Would be a sign of alarm. Uh, so what's fascinating about this is we know that multiple people, fellow listeners who consider themselves quite skeptical, have run into things like this. Right. The things that they are at a loss to explain. And I wonder whether this opens the door to a larger conversation. Uh, How many like have uh, reports of ghostly or unexplained sightings have they uh, accelerated in a world of, you know, constant surveillance like ring nest uh, and other, you know, at home camera outfits or have like, we don't hear a lot about people saying, I thought there was a ghost and then I got cameras and now I know (laughs) there's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, concur. I think the solution is we all get cameras everywhere in every inch of our house. No. And then no, we all record at all times. No. And then we have an algorithm that monitors all oh, of that footage what, for what ghosts. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's a, no, it's a global, I don't, I don't, no, I don't support this at all. Global no. operation. Oh, God. Well, hey, it's something useful we could get the NSA to do. They could just monitor the ghost footage. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, the uh, <laughs> right. We'll get the we'll get the acronym. There'll be uh, national securing apparitions, right? Yeah. National securing apparitions administration. <laughs> we'll need an extra A yes. there, but it'll be a ghost A because we won't actually put it in the name. Yes, know? the uh, cor- the non corporeal consulates of every country. We should just begin those. Let's do it. The N C C O E C. Love it. <laughs> Love it. 
<laughs> but how do you? Uh, how do you have no room to ha- talk about uh, acronyms? How do you say three God C's in a row? Stuff they don't want you to know. S T D No, never mind. Susuya, Susu Studio, Susu Studio. Yep, that's how that goes. All right. Well, that's it for this weird segment. Everybody, enjoy the next one after this quick break. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop. Podcast producer? Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With their easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424. Two four to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. And we have returned with the final part of this weekly strange news segment. Here we go. Uh, Wanted to give some space for a public service announcement, folks. Uh, Of course, 
There are many, many things going on in the world today. A kitten was born for the first time without sex organs. Iran's shenanigans uh, vis-a-vis Russia have been proven beyond a doubt. Stay tuned for the Iranian protest episode. But we wanted to make space for a very important announcement from our good friends at the National Park Service. Matt Knoll, uh, Doc, I would like to read their original statement here because we should treat it with the seriousness it deserves. On October 31st, they share a, uh, they share a beautiful, actually, I'm going to share this with you. Oh, the as tweet? Well. It's another, uh, it kind of looks like Matt's ghost pick, right? Uh, it's not a tweet. It is from a Facebook page. I'm going to just make it visible here. Uh, so the National Park Service shares this, just as you said, Noel, it, it does look similar to Matt's, uh, the photograph Matt pulled. Uh, it is a picture of a sinister <laughs> or lovable looking frog. And the just to read you the caption, like we set up, it says, well, that's totally terrifying. Yes, that's a pun. Uh Hey there, here's the riveting late night content no one asked for, yet here we are, the Sonoran Desert Toad, Bufo Alvarius, also known as the Colorado River Toad, is one of the largest toads found in North America, measuring nearly 7 inches, 18 centimeters. And they go on to describe the uh, sound this toad makes, and then they talk about how These toads have prominent paratoid glands that secrete a potent toxin. It can make you sick if you handle the frog or get poison in your mouth. As we say with most things you come across in a national park, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of the night, please refrain from licking. Thank you. So I feel like they buried the the lead a little bit. (laughs) The national park. Now I want to set up the context. Credit is important. We should credit their awesome puns and the writing they did. Uh, I want to set up this context just to say it's true, folks. The National Park Service of the United States is going out and begging people not to lick toads to get high. Uh, But they're doing it in such a weird way because they, um, they also later go on to tell you, to kind of imply the right way to get high off toads. Now, I, you know, I know some of us, not naming names, but definitely naming myself, have had a lot of experience with hallucinogens and psychedelics. I think they can be a great thing for the world. But I have to ask, did, like, why? Why, is the, why out of all the things is the National Park Service begging people not to lick toads. Well, I imagine they're having to extract too many people that have licked it too many times and gotten too messed up and like passed out or just licked the wrong toad, right? And actually gotten poisoned. Mm, I mean, usually when these kinds of things come out in a public relations manner, it's in response to an issue (laughs) they're having to deal with. So I think maybe they're having to airlift too many like like wooks out of the parks that have like licked the toad, the wrong toad or the right toad too many times. What do you think, Matt? I'm just staring at this toad on this article from MSN. Don't lick it. Don't. I mean, he's a lickable looking guy. He's, he's, he's a really, lickable uh, or, or she. It's a lickable looking amphibian. You know what I mean? It looks like someone already licked it. Honestly, it's kind of wet looking in the picture. They're always wet. And I feel like the be. national. 
Yeah. National Park guy <laughs> slobbered on it and then was like, okay, no, for real though. Uh, ben, for real though, nobody else. Really quick, Ben, can I ask, you said that buried in this or like hidden in this is the right way to get high off a toad? Where, where is the, where is that exactly? Well, if you- Asking look, for a this, friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you look at other statements from the National Park Service and if you look at the uh, places that pick this up, like MSN and of course Reddit, why not? Uh, and- and and it leads to also this lovely article from Kimon de Grief in The New Yorker, The Pied Piper of Psychedelic Toads. Uh, this is, is where you see that since ancient times, people have been aware of these um, hallucinogenic or psychogenic effects. Uh, the National Park Service does not, to be clear, they do not say, what you got to do is smoke it. Or to keep the old voice, what you got to do is smoke it uh, <laughs> in their Facebook post. I think that's too much liability. But uh, if you lick these guys, if you lick these toads, then you'll get numbness of the mouth and throat. You can get severe and life-threatening effects on your heart. Your liver probably too, right? I could imagine, you know, no hate to toad lickers, right? Just be friendly. Uh, I guess make sure it's a consensual relationship between you and the toad. I don't know how you'd figure that out. I'm not an expert on animal intelligence, but we do know that smoking the secretions of these amphibians has become pretty popular in recent years. Uh, Mike Tyson talked about tripping on toad venom, and he said it was just aces. That's, Isn't it, it's similar to DMT, right? Like it's sort of like a very quick very intense psychedelic experience. Yeah. There was one guy um, who did a TEDx talk at Burning Man. Uh, Dr. Octavio <laughs> sorry, Reddick. sorry, sorry. A TEDx talk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's great. Dr. Octavio <laughs> Reddick, who said that he had used uh, this psychedelic substance to overcome an addiction to crack cocaine. Uh, he called it toad medicine and said that this was a ancient Mesoamerican Ritual, but this reminded me of our conversation about clearing houses and how it, the appropriation of that practice has endangered white sage, once a very common plant in the area. Uh, it looks like the Sonoran toad is doubly endangered by this sort of stuff because, you know, the world sucks for amphibians right now. If you want to be an amphibian, you have to live in a healthy surface environment right. and you have to have a healthy aquatic environment. And both of those are just endangered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. they're in crisis levels. And so under duress. Uh, yes. And on top of this, the toad that does survive and reproduces has to worry about someone, you know, candidly like me, uh, back in the day, finding it and going, I don't know. It, let's go. Uh, so this this is weird to me because I I know we're being lighthearted, but obviously the the wild world, the wilderness, is in a lot of danger now. It's just going to get worse. Uh, see Matt's earlier reference about the COP meeting, which uh, I think the major producer, uh, major pollution producers of the world, did not deign to attend recently. Well, yeah, it was also. But why? <laughs> They'd be so. Uh, Biden <laughs> went at the end, or is going at the end, or something like that. Well, there's there's an article you guys need to check out. We everyone should, if you're listening. It's from the Guardian. It's about 
uh, oil and gas producers and how mm. they were misrepresenting their numbers uh, when this when they're looking oh, at yeah. methane and they CO2 wouldn't emissions. do that though. No, no, that doesn't sound like them. No, why would they do By that? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Accurate. Sorry. Just to step in here, guys. India Times reports that. Self-described luxury fashionista and philanthropist Victoria Barbara uh, got over her depression only by using Bufo, which is smoking toad venom milk. Can I just say, it's a very analogous experience to taking psilocybin. So let's, you know, psilocybin, if you want to anthropomorphize mushrooms, you can be like, oh, they also feel things. But they're going to keep growing. These toads that are actually endangered me but also I, I have to ask when you lick them does that deplete their life cycle is that bad for them does it potentially cause them to die out like what's the issue there oh no it's just a super unpleasant experience <laughs> okay, got you it, like it got if it. something multiple times bigger than you just picked you up and licked you and, and then yeah, yeah and basically it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's tongue assaulted you i got it i got it and you and you just hope it's not too high to forget to put you down safely. Yeah, right now, right now these toads are not endangered yet. The the Snorin Desert Toad, also the Colorado River Toad, that's another street name it has. It's what's called an animal of least concern. But the issue is that as people are recognizing substances derived from this creature can, like other hallucinogenic substances or psychogenic substances, can indeed help with addiction, then more and more people are going to be grabbing them, trying to commodify it, trying to sell it and slot it into the weird Ponzi scheme of capitalism. But it looks like, although there's much more research to be done, it looks like this so-called toad medicine does have a lot of promise. Uh, Hunter Biden, um, famously not great at keeping track of laptops, also known for being the son of the current U.S. president, it's a joke there. I hope that's not no, third no, rail no, for anybody. True. Both of those things uh, are true. He says that this, this treatment uh, kept him off cocaine for one year. He's very specific about that part. Well, uh, he, some of these treatments, even like uh, the medicalization of ketamine um, for therapeutic purposes, sometimes does require you to just keep having sessions and keep doing it like in, in, indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Right, a continual application. Uh, In 2019, when I was referencing the Mike Tyson statement, uh, he was on the Joe Rogan experience, and he said that uh, this had fundamentally changed his life, which is something people sometimes report when they ingest uh, DMT or other, you know, more regionally specific things like ayahuasca. Uh, The idea then is, oh, I also want to quote Michael Pollan, a fantastic writer. Uh, Omnivore's who, Dilemma, right? Yes, Omnivore's Dilemma. It's a book I recommend everybody read if you haven't yet. Uh, I believe it was Pollen who can turn a heck of a phrase. He said tripping on this is like being strapped to the nose of a rocket that flies into the sun and evaporates. Mm, <laughs> sounds cool. He said it completely dissolves reality, leaving neither hallucinations nor anyone to watch them. So pure ego death. And, uh, you know, as always, when we tell you this kind of stuff, we are not recommending that you uh, venture to those doors of perception. Shout out Aldous Huxley. But we, I think we have to say 
you know, um, we have to say that there does seem to be some solid scientific promise to the idea of using psychedelic experiments or ingestion in a controlled way to combat the horrors of addiction. And I'll keep this short. Uh, I do want to point out one thing that might be a little bit of a deflation here in the story. I'm pretty sure I know why the Park Service posted this. And I don't think it's because uh, they were getting raided by a bunch of cartels trying to get into the toad licking business. If you look at the if you look at the Facebook post, it's on October 31st, ah. 2022. So it's a nice Halloween story. Oh, that's what fine. do you guys think about that? I don't think that's wrong, but I also do think that the gravity with which they imbued this post does imply that maybe they've had some issues with people coming to the parks and licking too many toads. I think the yeah. picture came way before the post. They're like, look at this picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what yeah. do we do? It's spooky uh, looking. You're right. Yeah. Someone said, oh, that's a lickable toad. And someone, someone said, great point, Derek. Hang on. No, wait, wait. I'm sorry if your name is Derek and you work for the park services. Uh, so keeping that, one, keeping that one brief, would love to, again, open the door to hear about uh, anybody who has uh, firsthand experience with uh, this substance in particular. Uh, there's only, again, you know, there's only the one toad that's known to create this stuff. And the scientific name of the compound is 5-MeO-DMT or dimethyltryptamine. Say it three times fast. Well, that's you know DMT. I mean? That is the same. It is DMT. That's what we're talking about. Here. Oh, it's uh, sorry. It's in dimethyltryptamine. But what I'm saying is the synthesized version that doesn't get directly derived from toads is a very right. similar experience, I would argue. The so-called God molecule. Correct. Yeah. Yes. It's banned in the U.S. It's banned in Germany and China. And that might be stymieing research. But if you feel safe sharing your experience, I'm sure we would all love to hear it. Let us know what you think about surveillance uh, what do you think about ghosts in the world of video surveillance at home? And let us know what you think about the idea of um, purposely holding a trademark to prevent social harm. Love to hear your thoughts. As always, we try to be easy to find online. Find us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Conspiracy Stuff. On Instagram, we're Conspiracy Stuff Show. But wait, there's more. You can give us a telephone call. Yes, our number is one eight three three stdwytk When you call in, please leave a message after the beat. And uh, give us a cool nickname so we know when you call in next time. We'll remember you. That's really the only rules besides let us know if we can use your name and voice on the air. If you don't want to use your voice to call us, why not instead use your hands to email us? We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. 
With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T E R M I N I X.com. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.